Brene Brown once said, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they drive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Today, I wanted to speak about something I have struggled with pretty much my whole life, to unravel a few of the lessons I've learned along my journey and rocky roads of friendships, to show a little bit of the things I often ignore about previous friendships and how they ultimately led to carrying on pain and hurt that could have been surely prevented. The first and I guess most obvious point is to know your friends. Before calling somebody a friend, make sure that you can confidently say you know the kind of person they are. The story goes, we meet someone, we talk once, we enjoy the conversation and plan to stay in touch. Fast forward to a few more outings and you begin to assess a little for yourself the kind of person they are, outside of that frame of the first impression you had of them. It is so important to note down the reaction you have towards them after that first impression. Are you beginning to feel comfortable or do you feel the opposite? Do you still enjoy talking to them or do you feel like the spell of conversation has passed and it is instead morphing into something you're not really sure you like? Perhaps you're noticing that they talk an awful lot about themselves and you feel forced into taking on the role of the listener or the quote-unquote audience without the room to put it in a few of your own two cents in the conversation. Or perhaps you notice that they tend to offer you a ton of backhanded compliments and jokes made at your expense. Or perhaps they are spending too much time discussing someone else in their private business. Or perhaps you notice that they're not genuinely happy for you whenever you share good news with them. Whatever it is, pay attention to how you feel and do not ignore the signs. The stage is really important because it is when you begin to move a little beyond the surface level for the connection to first show its true grounds. By picking on these signs, you can assess for yourself if this is something you can tolerate and want to have more of in your life. Or if you don't, you cut the connection early on before suffering any pain or friction later. Always ask yourself, how much do I really know of this person? Are they honest and transparent with me or do they hide behind pretense? What is the feeling they leave me with? Do I feel uplifted or do I feel drained after meeting them? Before giving yourself your time, your emotional investment into a connection, make sure that you actually know the person and that you genuinely like them. Secondly, does your friend respect your boundaries? This is something that is seen in respecting your need for privacy, your decisions, your likes and dislikes. For example, if your friend very often treats you as a secondary character every time you are together, talks over you, pushes you to hang out with people you don't really like, then they have no respect for you or your boundaries. This one is very important because lack of respect for boundaries leads to manipulation and abuse later. Friends that know each other know of each other they actually put in the time and effort to know each other for instance how you react to heartache is perhaps different from how your friend reacts to it if 
your friend doesn't know what you need during the darker moments, then you need to clearly outline that to them and they need to respect that. Because boundaries are often pushed, bended and broken in moments like these. And I'll give an example. So I like to sit with myself and digest my feelings after an argument or a fight. I don't like to talk right away. And one time during a heated argument, a friend said a lot of hurtful things that I just had to take a step back and tell them that I do not wish to speak to them because I am in so much pain right now. And I need to be by myself. So what did they do? They came to my place and announced to speak. What I was moved with in the past uncovered later as a sign of manipulation. A manipulative person is someone that plays on and controls the other person's emotion to get what they want. And the gesture was not one that was made with the intention to relieve or reconcile my feelings of hurt. It was made with the intention to relieve that person's feeling of guilt. And I say this because this happened in a number of occasions, not just once. Each time there was an argument, there was a few punches taken, the person would come to speak only of themselves, deflecting from any responsibility in the matter and speaking in a victim narrative. How a person apologizes says a lot about the love they hold for you. If they listen to you, acknowledge their part, own up to their own imperfections, I mean, we all make mistakes, it's normal, and speak of how they will pay attention to this in the future, then that's an apology. But if a person is speaking only of themselves in self-absorbed ways, excusing their behavior with tales of the past, with the hurt they've been dealt by people before, and how life shaped them in this way, without really getting to you and how their words and behavior made you feel, then they don't really care for you, not as much as they care to comfort their own wounded ego and self-image. Thirdly, generosity and interpretation. If you feel like you are constantly defending yourself, your words and action in front of your friend, then they're not really your friend. Friendship, like every connection between people, requires a generous interpretation and a space grounded in benefit of the doubt. Without this, it is impossible for the friendship to last. Life will definitely get in between you so many times. Um, you can't really, I mean, if you can't really re rely on your friend to offer you a space free of judgment and full of understanding, you will be constantly caught in the chase of defending yourself and draining your energy until you no longer have the slightest intention to keep the boat going. I like the saying, life isn't what happens to you, but it is how you interpret what happens to you. As interpretation is a subjective experience, you have to ask yourself if your friend is constantly interpreting your words and actions in the worst way. They must definitely carry some sort of baggage against you. They are acting on 
unprocessed emotions towards you and that's not something you should stand for or, or tolerate. This also goes on to cover expectations. If your friend expects you to check in on them and be open to receiving them all the time with smiles and welcoming embrace without regarding your own state of mental well-being, then they're not really your friend. It is natural to need our friend and seek them out, but we have to respect their own energy level and whatever is on their plate. Fourthly, the manners in which you handle conflict. This is closely related to the previous point. When you encounter a misunderstanding with your friend, how does that usually go? Is there a lot of unnecessary hurt being exchanged? Do you feel like you're always silencing yourself out of fear of getting into any sort of conflict with them because you don't really know what to expect and if or not they will hurt you? Is conflict always ending with a lot of anguish, resentment, and unresolved emotions tucked under and hidden? Do you feel like you're always going around the same cycles of conflict with the same behavior shown by them? And these are signs of a toxic friendship. Misunderstanding between friends is natural, but it is this time, it is when the warmth of the companionship should take over. A lot of time in the past, I would feel so deserted within conflicts and arguments with friends and I would often feel surprised at how inconsiderate their comments are. But I should instead have been asking myself, why should I be expecting anything different when the friendship has always shown signs of inconsideration? Like I said before, paying attention to the early signs can save a person a lot of anguish later. My fifth point is to balance the efforts to keep the channel of communication going. The key word here is balance. Friendship is a two-way street. You can't be the one always asking, always reaching, always caring. If your efforts are not reciprocated, if the channel of communication between you and a friend is in balance with both of your efforts, then there is no friendship. And what you have is an unhealthy form of attachment. Without communication, a connection certainly will die out. My sixth point is if you're shrinking yourself, you're betraying yourself. This is so crucial and is often a response to loneliness. As you find that you're shrinking to fit in the company of people who cannot afford you or your authenticity. It is so much better to live every day on your own than to surround yourself with ghosts of friends. Hold space for people who sound like you, who see the world as you do, and who know how it means to value, to love, and to be loved. Don't deny yourself of that chance because you chose the fast and the temporary over waiting for the long-lasting. My seventh point is to check in with yourself and ask, how much can I stand being tolerated? Concluding the previous points, friendship should be effortless and rejoicing. If you don't feel the love you give out, leave. If you feel like you're always under attack for narratives and problems your friend is making up about you in their own head, leave. 
If you feel like you're always chasing after crumbs of attention and companionship, leave. If you feel like you don't like the person you turn into when you're around your friend, leave. Ask yourself, how much more can I go on ignoring signs, ignoring harmful behaviors, accepting to always come last, accepting to be forgotten or treated as an afterthought? Don't stretch yourself thin to prove yourself worthy. Live in contentment and with the truth of knowledge that you can never do enough for someone that does nothing for you. My last point is to embody the characteristics you look for in a friend. Dive into yourself, recognize your own bad tendencies and understand why they're there. Dive deeper into your defense mechanism and learn what purpose they've served you in the past and begin to tend to your own healing. There is liberation in letting go. The space and attention that is occupied with resemblance of friendships can be redirected and redecorated to hold your own growth. There is security and stability in loving yourself and power that cannot be stolen or messed with. Give yourself the time to believe in hope after every heartache and you will find it. Be your own sun and water and eventually and before you know it, life will mirror all the beauty and kindness back to you. That's the thing about healing. What you give yourself, you naturally give to others. So love, forgive, and care for yourself so you can become that gentle light that others need in their lives.